Hey, Internet. Remember us? We are Camera Dads. Welcome back. I don't know what episode number it is, but that doesn't matter so much. I'm Phil, and across the wire with me, as always, is my brother and co-host, Mr. Simon. Simon, how are you tonight? Hey, Phil. I'm doing great. Thanks for doing another Camera Dads. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a beautiful evening. We got rain outside and got... The computer on inside, <laughs> so it's a it's a good it's a good time for a podcast. So, uh, what are we talking about tonight, Phil? Yeah, so tonight we kind of want to talk about video and uh, just sort of in general, what do we do as far as taking videos of our kids, our families, whatever? Do we use DSLRs, take videos, cell phones, whatever, and uh, just kind of see where that takes us? I like so it. We've, we've never really talked about video before, so I like it. Can I can I jump right in? You can with jump a, right in. Uh, a jump technical in. question for you. Jump in. And that, uh, let me say that I I never use my DSLR for recording videos okay. because, quite frankly, I don't know how. And <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there are other camera dads out there that are in the same boat. So, I should I should have wish I brought it down here with me, but. Um, there have been a few times that this, this is just kind of embarrassing, but there've been a few times that I have been able to take video with my DSLR. It's a Nikon D3200 and I've only been able to do it with the prime lens. Okay. And it's been, it's been years since I've even pussed with it to right. bother to figure that out. Okay. Can you <laughs> enlighten me and sure hopefully can. somebody else out there on, on, on this. I can. So here's the deal with, um, DSLR video. And this is not, this, this does not hold true for mirrorless camera videos. Um, DSLRs by their nature, uh, most of them, like because of how the physics of a DSLR work, most of them, um, make it a little difficult to do video because of how they focus. And most DSLRs, there's a video mode on the, on the top. Like there's this little dial and you click it over from like aperture value, shutter value, manual program. And then video is one of the options. And then you click record and, um, it just does, it just starts recording a video. Um, that's the, so like getting it to do a video is not that difficult, but making the video do what you want it to do is difficult because the focusing is really crummy in video mode. <laughs> okay. I, I just, I, so I, I don't, I, I don't exactly understand. And I'm, I'm really genuinely curious about this. Okay. I'm sorry if I'm jumping in on such a hard, Note right you, off the bat you're, here. You're probably one I mean, of many people who have the same question. I have this, you know, four hundred dollar camera that I've used for years and years, and it takes great photos. So why isn't it just as easy for me to, like you said, flip the dial to the little green video guy and take some video? Right. I don't want to read the whole book. Right. Or whatever. So, a big, a big part of it has to do with how you, and you've got a Nikon with how your Nikon focuses and, uh, your Nikon and a lot of DSLRs, unless you have a high end Canon, um, they use a focusing system called contrast detect. And your if, if you're recording a video, the, the picture is constantly going like focusing in and out, in and out because it can't keep up, 
with whatever's moving on screen. Is in, that the same sound? Is that the same sound that you hear when you hold the focus button partway and you hear it trying to focus? Right, something? right. So when you look at through the viewfinder on your DSLR, it uses a focusing system called phase detect, which did, it literally knows, it uses um, a, a triangle, it uses trigonometry to determine how far away you are. And it immediately goes whoosh, and it snaps into focus. And then it can track you. So if you move around, like if you're walking towards me or away from me, it knows if you're walking towards me or away from me, and it will focus appropriately. Whereas when you're in video with your DSLR, it doesn't work like that. All it knows is, uh-oh, um, Phil's not in focus anymore. What do I do? And then it starts going back and forth, back and forth until it finds you again. And then it says, okay, something's in focus. Oh, it's out of focus. So if you're trying to take videos of your kids with your DSLR, you might as well just give up. Um, it's not it's not going to work because they can't track the kids when they're moving around in the same way that um, your cell phone can. Your cell phone's way better at video for a variety of reasons than your DSLR. And and DSLRs are tricky for a number of reasons when it comes to video. Um, focusing is a major part of it. And if you have a high-end Canon, they use what's called a dual-pixel um, focusing system and it's better, but, um, most of your DSLRs are just not going to be great for video unless your subject is standing totally still. Or if you're at like a play, like your kids play at school, the stage is in the same spot. So you can stand in the back of the room and you don't have to constantly be refocusing all the time because the kids are all relatively in the same spot. Um, in terms of like moving yeah, forward okay. and backward. So, okay. Well, so since we're here, um, is we this are. something that I, I'm going to break the fourth wall here? Could, could I, or someone in our situation use their DSLR as a webcam to do something like what we're doing right now? Yeah. In fact, DSLRs were great for stuff like this because you're not really moving. And so if you set your DSLR, on you while you are recording a podcast like this, that's awesome because you're not going to be f like running around the room. You're in one spot. So you can get your nice, like set up your, your lens. So you've got a nice shallow depth of field, open up the aperture. And as long as you stay put, then you're going to get a really nice video. You'll have to feed it into your computer somehow, but yeah, um, it, that would work great. And a lot of people do that. Um, because you, you get a much better picture quality than a webcam and you don't have the focusing issue. You basically say focus once and stay there instead of trying to refocus all the time. And just f like for the record, I never use video on my DSLRs either. And I've got, my kids are, um, they're now, <laughs> they've grown up since we started this podcast. There's seven and five and my oldest is, has been in soccer this year. I haven't taken a single video of him playing soccer, but I've taken a lot of pictures because I just don't care about shooting video on my DSLR. And that's like, we'll dig into this topic a little more tonight, but all, all these reasons are, are why, and there's, there's more, but yeah, not okay. so much about the DSLR video. Yeah, that's interesting. I, to be honest, I assumed that there were some technical limitations to, to why you wouldn't use a DSLR for a video 
and I've just never really gone back to bother to figure that out. I just kind of assumed that whatever is involved isn't worth the time. And so I'm just going to use my phone to take videos instead. But yeah. it sounds like it's more of a DSLR isn't meant for the kind of video, sort of generically speaking here, a camera dad isn't going to, to use a DSLR to do to record video for most of the things that their kids are going to do. Well, like it's, it's, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, the uh, Did you ever watch that TV show House? It's a House MD? Yeah. Doctor? Yeah. No, I know who that guy is. Okay. The show, but... Yeah, Hugh Laurie is the star of it. And um, I've never seen the show, but years ago, in probably like 2009 or something, um, they they kind of made history by recording an entire episode of that show. It was like the season three finale or something. They recorded an entire episode on a DSLR, a Canon 5D Mark II. And that was like a watershed moment in consumer video because they took a camera that you could get at Best Buy and they recorded a episode of broadcast television with it. And it could do like that eight, crazy. Yeah. That's, that's nuts. Yeah. I mean, nowadays it's not really that big of a deal. Um, but back then it, that camera could record in high definition and it was like, no one had ever heard of doing anything like that before. But the thing is in a studio environment, everything is really tightly controlled. They've got, they've got guys whose job is to pull focus. And like, that's all they do is they just sit there and they know you're at eight feet He's at six feet. I need to turn the, the focusing ring this far to get from you to you. It's really tightly controlled. So you can do that in a studio environment. But in a parent environment with kids running around, forget it. You're just, just pull out the phone, man. Don't mess with that DSLR. It's going to be more trouble than it's worth for a variety of reasons. So they're capable video machines, but they're not. I don't ever use my DSLR for video. Okay. So, so well, no, that's interesting to know. And then I feel, I feel a little less, I don't know, guilty or awkward no, or whatever about you, it because it's feel uh, you, it's, you are, I, I hereby absolve you of any and all parental guilt <laughs> that you may have incurred from not recording your kids with your DSLR. Everything is fine. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Cause um, there've been times where, uh, during, um, uh, let's say a soccer game or a football game where mm. it would be nice to use, my, uh, I have a 55 to 200 millimeter zoom lens that yeah. I take pretty decent photos with of my son across the football field. If, yes. Uh, yes. If you the do. It's good. Yes. Just for but, everyone listening out there. Yes, he really does. The, the, he takes great pictures of his kids. Thank you. Um, but I've, I've just kind of given up on the idea of using the camera to take video yeah. of those. So well, well, I, uh, what, I, I don't like, like you mentioned, I don't take video of the kids doing that kind of thing, actually, I'm pondering this. I don't very often take video of my son playing sports ball. Okay. And well, it's, I think it's a couple of, a couple of reasons for that. Unless you know, that something good is going to happen. Mm, sure. Getting your, holding your phone out and recording a football game or a basketball game. To me, that feels awkward. It's 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I, being I removed. I'm, I'm removing myself from watching the game, from watching my son. And instead, I'm looking at my phone, hoping that something video worthy happens. Okay. I'm hoping that he'll, he'll, he'll get a good shot or, you know, he'll score a goal or that pass is going to be caught or whatever it is. And there's no way, it's kind of the difference between a studio environment and real life. You know, there's no way to know that something epic is going to happen. So why am I recording the phone? Why am I recording on the phone and then not actually watching the game for myself? You know, it's, it's interesting. I think this is something that a lot of parents who have invested in a more expensive camera, I think this is something that a lot of them are likely dealing with as well. Because you've, on one hand, you've got your, your phone and that takes video just fine. On the other hand, you've spent all this money on a camera. And so you feel like you should be using that instead for videos of your kids playing um, sports or at, at the park or at birthday parties, just doing kids stuff. And I've had the same thing where I, I feel like why I should be using this expensive thing. And, but even the question of what do I, what's video worthy? And my oldest son has been in soccer now, um, uh, for, for the spring. And so I've had to ask myself that same question of, is this worthy of a video or not? And I've, I have yet to take a video of him playing soccer because I, I just have been taking pictures of him playing soccer and I'm, and I'm, I've learned to be okay with that, I guess. And I, I, I think one of the, the things I've had to realize since having kids is what is worth a video? What's worth that, that video as opposed to taking pictures. And I am probably overthinking it, but I, how did you deal with this issue of when to take videos of your kids and what do you do? What sort of videos do you film versus taking photos? I've learned, and this is, I've been thinking about this a lot recently and I actually had my phone out today taking, taking a couple of videos and I would much rather. Okay. Let me talk about sports. <laughs> I would much okay. go ahead. I, I have been to one college football game. Me too. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're both from Lincoln, Lincoln, Nebraska. I live in Lincoln. Go, go Huskers! Go Big yeah. Red. Not only uh, are we do okay, we both graduated from UNL, so we've got street cred. I mean, if anyone can say "Go Huskers," fair enough. It's we gave tuition dollars to UNL for many years, so. Yeah, and yet I've only been to one Huskers game ever. Yeah, me, me too. Um, and I didn't enjoy it at all. I the did. Reason I didn't enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> the reason I didn't enjoy it, and this will come back around, is because when I watch football, which for the record I have gotten into much more because of my son, uh, who is so involved in sports that I watch them because of him now, and I like it. But when I watch football game on TV. I want to let the professionals, the professional videographers do their job and get the, the awesome shots of the plays, the replays, the different angles, all of that. To me, that kind of thing makes a 
to use the generic term sports ball game worth recording. Whereas imagine if you were watching, you know, the Super Bowl with from one camera angle halfway up the stance. Right. Yeah. That's that yeah. is how you watch the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Nobody would watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because that's that's my equivalent of taking videos of my children's sporting events is So you don't you, you wouldn't even go watch that later, would you? No, no, and if you would, and that's what I've learned a little bit is if you would go back and rewatch a clip or heaven forbid an entire game that you recorded, maybe you set your phone on the tripod, you know, on the corner of the stands or something. You're never going to rewatch that whole thing. And yeah, what's I, the value in doing that? I've learned it's that just, too. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. But on the flip side, um, what day is it? It's Monday. Yesterday, my daughter had uh, a volleyball. And during a game like volleyball, because it's more controlled and we're in a, we're in a tighter environment, just a, a middle school gym. Yeah. I think I know where you're going with this. Sure. I can, I can be ready because she's going to be up to serve. So I can get my phone out, hold it there and say, all right, click the button. And then there she goes. She does her serve. Maybe it makes it, maybe it doesn't. I gotcha. Let go of the button. You, you can predict like something is about to happen here. And so I'm yeah. going to take a video. So, okay. So there's a little bit more um, control in that. And if I do that two or three times during the 45 minutes that I'm there, one or two of those might be a pretty decent serve. You know, it might lead to a good play. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that one thing would be worth saving because then you can say, hey, check out this serve that you did. That was so cool. Or you can show it off to grandma and grandpa or whatever. Yeah. I think that maybe that's just a fundamental difference between different kinds of sports. I don't know. So, but, so it, um, what, what my experience with videoing of my kids has been, it, it's actually similar to yours, except it doesn't involve sports. I, I, I like to look for um, video worthy moments and some, you know, some people would say, well, every day you've got moments worthy of video. And, I'm not saying I disagree with that, but when I look through my library in Lightroom of, of all the the clips, there's not a lot of there's so many videos that I I don't really it's not that I don't care about them, but it's just hard for me to sit and watch like, oh, there's my kid on the swing and Two minutes later, he's still on the swing. Like that might have been fun at the time, but I don't. I just don't go back and rewatch those videos. But I'll look at if there's a some pictures of my kid on the swing, then I'll I'll scroll through those and I'll kind of like remember that event. But I I just don't take a lot of videos of daily things like that. But instead, I, I kind of take I guess you'd say targeted videos of my kids. In the same way that you have mentioned taking like the the video of of your daughter serving the volleyball because you know that's going to be that clip is going to be uh, worth recording. I don't know. So what I mean by yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. And I did that today. Uh, we were out in the front yard 
and just throwing a frisbee around mm -hmm. and the girls got some bubbles out and then so uh my wife started doing waving the big bubble wand and our two dogs are out there with us and they like to try to catch the bubbles and so it's just hilarious to see these two big dogs just jumping up and trying to eat bubbles yeah and the little that is kind of funny little girls running after him yeah um she's almost three now and so she will just be as active as the rest of them and i got my phone out and i recorded like 30 seconds of her chasing the bubbles and the dogs chasing the bubbles how dare you how dare you <laughs> phil record a video what's wrong with you my, my phone is 4k man <laughs> so um who makes my phone samsung samsung <laughs> yes it's 4k you gotta do it yeah. but, um so but as I was thinking about it, though, as I was recording it, um, I thought, you know, it'd be there was this moment in my thoughts where I was like, what I would really want to get here is this darn near impossible shot of the dog up in the air, just lit second popping a bubble. Yeah. Right. That's what I would love to have from that. And this, this comes down to a fundamental difference between video and photo because you're right. You can flip through your, your archives and see all the photos and, and, and trigger memories like that. But videos, you have to rewatch them and it takes some time. And yeah, there's like an intentionality to it. Like you can't, I've got right behind me, there's a calendar with a dandelion blowing in the wind. You know, that photo right there, I'll, I can see that every time I turn around mm -hmm. and think of something related to that. You can't just post a video on the wall, at least not, you know, now. Yeah. Technologically, where we're sitting. Ten years from now, maybe digital video well, I mean, frames will you be could fine, have like but... a t You could have like a 20-inch TV mount on the wall that would be showing video clips or something. Yeah, yeah. Or like a like a just a roll. Um, I mean, it's interesting right. how there – so we've got a – we have a digital frame. It's a just a basic 10-inch digital frame. And I am consistently amazed at how much that simple little digital frame, it's a cloud-connected Wi-Fi frame, so it's easy to put photos on. I am continue to be amazed a year after getting it of how much I appreciate that thing and how it has really transformed how I interact with with the pictures that we have on it. We, we have it display one picture every hour wow. so and i'm telling you if for anyone who wants a digital photo frame has been thinking about that is the key don't switch your photos very often switch them every hour every two hours so many people make this mistake of digital frame i better set to every 15 seconds 30 seconds minute that's a in my opinion that's one of the biggest mistakes you can make because it doesn't allow you to absorb that image and just exist with that image because you're, it's always changing and you're always like, if there is an interesting picture, you got to look at it quick or it's going to disappear and it might not show up for another couple of months. But if you put it on every hour, which is the minimum ours can do, I do every, every three hours if it did, then it sits there and it becomes a part of your living room for the time it's there. And you don't have to worry about rushing over to see it right away because you know it'll be there. And what I, where I'm getting with this is 
I'm amazed at how many of those pictures show up. They'll sit there for an hour and they'll trigger like they'll trigger a story. And suddenly we'll be talking about, oh, do you remember? Yeah, that that's when he was a year and a half old and he was doing this thing and oh yeah. Hey, come here, kids, look at this. And that happens almost every day. And we've had this frame for a year. And it's because it's this single image that captures a moment of time and, and it sits there for a long time. And video is so, you have to be engaged with it. And if you miss the first part of a clip, you wanna rewatch it. Like, what did I miss? So I don't interact with videos of my kids in the same way as I do pictures. Whereas a, a single picture can trigger um, a, a, a story or a, a whole memory or a conversation. A video, it's it it doesn't work the same for me. Um, I don't interact with it in the same way, it, and and I think having that digital frame has really taught me this. And it's I wouldn't say that frame has changed my approach to video because it hasn't. Um, but it's helped me realize how I interact with photos, and that has helped me. Um, I guess you'd say focus the my approach for videos of my kids. I don't know. Does that, does that make sense? No, that's crazy. That makes an insane amount of sense. And I just that completely sort of contradicts the idea of take as many photos as you possibly can. You know, build up libraries of tens of thousands of photos and. And then what we talked about this on a show mm -hmm. a while back about what do you do with all those photos? Yeah. What, do you print them? Do you, do you do a photo frame, whatever? Everybody that I've seen that has a digital photo frame, it changes a lot. Yeah. And in my mind, I have never, never thought about this before. It's that's just what you do with a digital photo frame because you have, 10,000 pictures you gotta see them sitting all, right? behind it. You have to show them all. It's yeah. It's interesting. We have but that's completely backwards to what you just described. And yeah. I just had this, like this aha moment when you were talking just now, because that if you curate those photos, which is su super easy to do because you can use your phone to pick which ones you want just right. to like a live album or something. Right. There's tons of ways to do that. You can do that anytime. You don't have to do something on the frame. It's not that it's not intensive to pick photos for those, but yeah, doing, doing them as slowly as you can. Yeah, man, do it slow. Do, do show those pictures as slow as you can. Um, and, and the thing is, the thing is, it's weird. Um, I don't know. We've got like a couple thousand photos on that frame and we still see uh, repeats over time because it's just on a perpetual shuffle. And even like, despite the fact that we've got photos spanning uh, probably 20 years on that frame and the majority of them taken in the last five years with our kids, um, despite the fact that we've got all these photos, we, we see them all. I mean, we just... We see them all, even though they only switch every hour. Um, we still see new photos, and I'm, you know, I continue to add new photos. But I've, I've, I'm serious. I've never felt deprived. Like, oh man, 
when's that frame going to show that picture? Like they're just there. They sit and there you, on the, and, and it's a piece of, it's a memory that sits there and you can absorb it and talk about it and you don't have to rush it because it's just going to be there for a while and then it'll change. You'll have another you memory. probably don't worry about missing it. Do you? Like, <laughs> I never do. No. I, I'm, I'm, no. So I'm seeing, I'm seeing us sitting at our parents' house uh, in their dining room. They've got a little digital photo and frame there, just, and it changes every always, thirty seconds. Oh or my something. goodness! Yes, and and I've you talked to over there, and every yeah. time you see one, yeah. By the time you tell somebody else, it's gone. Hey, you remember that thing? Or you, it's gone. Or you look over there, and just a split second to see something before it changes to something else. Yeah, I we I actually talked to mom and dad about that when they got their new one. They got the the same frame we do. Um, and I talked to him about it and I, I tried to convince him of this. I said, change it slower. Start with maybe every five minutes, maybe 10 minutes. And dad was like, nope, we got to change them every 30 seconds. So we can see all the photos. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but I'm, um, I, I would tell anyone else, <laughs> like, if you haven't decided this yet, change those photos less often. And I like, I don't know how we got on this when from video, but, um, for so when i take videos of my kids i mentioned before like i look for these video worthy moments and i don't know what's going to be a video worthy moment but what i like to do is is capture a couple minutes in time by way of ha recording an intentional conversation with my kids so we'll be sitting around it's a saturday morning um nothing is happening necessarily but i'll pull out the camera and I'll take a, a, a two or three minute video of my kids and I'm basically interviewing them impromptu from behind the camera. And I'll say like, mm. so older child, like, I don't want to say his name, but so older child, um, y you lost a tooth last night. How'd that go? And then he'll say like, yeah, I lost his tooth and blah, blah. And then like my younger child's eating Legos or something. And then I'll turn over to him like younger child. Now, what do you got there? And Every time I do this, I also uh, like I narrate the day of the like the time and date, and so I'll say, "Yeah, it's May, it's May thirteenth, twenty nineteen. Older child, you lost a tooth last night." Blah 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 blah, so that there's a record of it because I've gone back to old videos of when the kids were really little, and I don't know when I took those videos, so I just narrate. I build that into every video I take, and that sounds excessive, but. I, you know, I don't take a lot of videos, but a couple times a month I'll take a video and I always narrate it so that I or narrate the day, uh, the, the, the date so that I can come back to it later. And I know when I took it. And I've found that when I go back and look at videos, if it's a clip of my kids, I like, uh, like before on the swings or playing with their friends or whatever, you know, I'll watch it for 10 seconds. And I'll kind of just like, okay, I get the point. I'll, I don't need to watch this for two minutes. But when there's some sort of story being told by the kids, usually not important, but just like, look at this pile of, of mud I made. And then I'm in narrating like, it's, it's April 4th, 2012. He just turned five. And I kind of have a, a conversation with one of the kids or both the kids. Those are the videos that I, I'll sit and watch. And my kids will sit and watch it because they can – there's a story going, even though it's totally made up on the spot, but 
it helps capture a little moment in time of what is happening with my kids' lives. Okay, I'm, I'm absolutely giddy over here because <laughs> I have recently discovered the same same kind of thing, and it is have you really? So it's it's like transforming the nail isn't on it? the head. Like you cannot. <laughs> do it any better than that <laughs> okay so you, it's man there's something completely different about videos of something happening versus those videos where nothing's really going on but you just talk to them mm -hmm. like we got a new car a couple weeks ago and um Maybe we were just test driving. I don't even, I don't know, but I do have one of these. Um, my son's sitting in the car, like playing with the window. And so I get up my phone, I start a video. I'm like, hey, so uh, what's going on over here? What are we doing today? There He's you like, go. Well, sure. here's our new car and it smells like farts and it's blue, you know, and he'll just, they do what kids do. Mm. And that, that is worth a thousand clips of someone kicking a soccer ball yeah it's i know what you mean the, the value of that you can, i cannot overstate so, how much more valuable those are in the long term you know because you want to see fundamentally there's a difference between videos with sound and photos hmm. and Man, I, there's just so much going through my head. I'm having a hard time so, articulating it because of, of how fundamentally important this really is and how, how just amazing it is. If you have videos daily or weekly or even monthly of just talking to them about something, hey, it's yeah, it's raining outside. Dad says we can't go play in the mud, so I'm stuck in here playing the Xbox skin or whatever. But you can put that back on in a couple of years and you it just hits you. You're like, oh, man. Well, so remember those days when the, the, it's interesting you say that um, when when we were kids, um, we you must have been really little. We were in Minnesota. We, we used to live in Minnesota and we moved to Nebraska when I was six. So you would have been like four. Um, we were in Minnesota and my our uncle Frank had a video <laughs> camera. Like a, it, you had to stick a VHS tape in it. It's huge. It looks like a like a giant boombox. But he had a video camera way back in like probably 1984. And there's a there's a, a a clip out there where Frank came over with his with his video camera and a bunch of like me and our brother Andy and maybe you were even there, Phil, and a bunch of the cousins were all having Christmas. And Frank, as he's recording, he kind of goes from kid to kid. And we're all like four or five years old. And he's like, Simon, what did you get for Christmas from behind the camera? And I'm just like this little kid. And I'm like, I got this Ernie doll. And Frank's like, oh, do you like Sesame Street? I like Sesame Street. And my favorite character is Big Bird. And he's having this conversation. And so I've somehow I came across this video, I mean, 30 years later. And it seeing that and seeing me and and maybe you were there, Phil, um, like all of us kids talking about our lives 
and and kind of explaining this moment in time, like here's what life looks like for me as a five-year-old. Looking back on that as a 38-year-old or 39-year-old, that was so cool to see because it wasn't just um, a, a, an activity passively being recorded. It was the kid, me, and, and the others talking about our lives. And so that's the approach I've tried to take with my own kids where the videos that I'm going to want, that I'm going to find valuable later on aren't necessarily running around in the yard, but my kids telling me and my wife about their lives. So yeah, a video of the kids covered in mud running up to you uh, and saying whatever it is about what they're doing and rewatching that, them telling you about what's going on and then to go along with that, Mm -hmm. maybe one or two photos yeah, of, sure. Of sure. them running around, the, of the sprinkler going, and or whatever, whatever it is. But it's it's got to do with the way that a photo triggers a memory, and you have to you're responsible then for for narrating that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you did, other than maybe the handwritten date and event on the back you're responsible for reliving that in your head and then translating it to the people who are with you. You know, yeah. you're sitting there with your kids looking at old photos. Yeah. This is what the lake was like when we were kids. And I think we used to catch turtles, but I don't quite remember it, it to go along with that. A video, you could be like, Hey, look, this is my turtle. Oh, I bit my thumb. Ow. Yeah. There's you're, a story behind it. Like, things, but yeah. Man. There's... Oh, Phil, we've like we've like had a uh, like a epiphany here on camera dad tonight. tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't. I got to get going. Um, I I think if I were to to kind of sum this up, you know, you mentioned you said 4K earlier. I think um, you know, if your phone to anyone listening, if your phone shoots. 4K HD, great. I I record all my videos in 720p. Um, I just don't care about 4K because 4K, uh, I would rather have a a low-fi, low-quality video of my kids talking about their day than a 4K video of them kicking a soccer ball around. And not like you can have both. I'm just saying, don't get caught up in. Do I do it 4K, 1080? No, do I 720? No, um, do I like do mono or stereo? What's my bit rate? Do I use my DSLR? Do you use my phone? Like, don't worry about that. Take my advice would be to take um, videos in some sort of intentional fashion, just like what you were saying, Phil, about your about your son in the car, and and capture those slices of life because you're probably more likely to go back and watch those and, and get something out of those videos uh, later on. And yeah, I mean, storage is so cheap. Some would say like, well, just, it doesn't matter. Just video everything. And you know, if that's what you want to do, that's go ahead. But I find You're that never going to watch that. Yeah. I find that highly impractical. And then yeah. I get to the situation where like, well, I got so much junk recorded. I better trust Google to figure out the what's worth watching yeah. Um, and I don't want to yeah. go down that road. I want to take 
um, videos that are, are going to be meaningful and uh, require just a little effort on my part, but it's worth it. I, I absolutely agree with that. There's, there, I know you, you want to get going. There's two other quick things that <laughs> I wanted ahead. to mention. Go ahead. <laughs> so one thing that has surfaced recently, completely without my intervention, but it reminds me of us when we were kids. Uh, my oldest son has a phone, and we got it for him so that when he goes bike riding in the summer, we can use the GPS and make sure he gets to somewhere or he can text us when he gets to somewhere or whatever. But he lately he's been using it to record science experiments with him and his sister. Okay. So he, and I haven't gone back and seen these yet, but I, I helped him, I helped him cut a hole in a cardboard box so that he could stick the phone in sideways and hold the phone. Okay. Yeah. Like a Kleenex okay. box, just cut a slit in it, stick the phone in there so that it holds it. Okay. And almost like a tripod. Yeah. And so he can set that on the table and then him and his sister can stand five feet away in the kitchen and, play with dish soap and hot water and, and make whatever it is that they're making. And they'll, they'll talk through it. They'll make a show out of it. Yeah. I am very excited about seeing those. That's really cool. They, they've done this a couple of times. They'll take the phone outside, set it out, uh, lean it up against a tree and take videos of themselves doing science experiments with the garden hose. Yeah. And that's exactly the kind of stuff that, that you and I used to do with our rest of our siblings when we were kids. Yeah just make stuff up only they're making little made up shows about it that we used to do too. Only they're actually getting to record their little shows. That's and really cool, man. Imagine a, a YouTube channel of backyard science kids or something, you know, just these, I, I just think that's really fun and they're doing it on their own. And I think that that that's going to be a great thing to go back and watch. I agree. Kind of see them doing what they do. Nice idea. I like that. So that, that's pretty cool. And that has sprung up completely on its own. Very excited about that. One other thing real quick. Uh, and yes. this is about intentionality. Mm-hmm. Um, our younger brother, his name is Tom. He was on this kick for a while with an app called one second every day. Yeah. Um, at one S E D one second every day. And the idea is, you record at least one second of video every day. And then at some point in the day, you go back and look at the videos that you took and you pick one clip, one second long and you save it. And then over time, it's not worth anything till probably a month in you'll have 30 seconds worth of video. And it's just one second of each day. And it helps you to, intentionally record something about a given day, even if it's not meaningful, you know, it's, it's part yeah, of your, sure. it's, it's part of this, like, um, it's like making a quilt in video form. Okay. Because I got what you. you'll end up with after a year is something that's about a five minute video with a tiny slice of every single day. Sure, sure. And it's just really cool to see that. So have you done it? I've done it for, I I gave up a while back, but I did it for a month or two. And because once you start forgetting, it's hard to get back into it. Yeah, I've seen his though, and it's really neat. But once you get into that habit, 
um, as long as you stick with it, it's really cool. Yeah. And like I was up hanging Christmas lights on the roof. And I remember this one in particular, my son's down down there with a, uh, this bright blue and orange Nerf football. And I'm like, all right, hold on. I get my phone out and I hold it right in front of me. I'm like, throw that football at my face. Oh, sure. So yeah, yeah. I just record a couple of seconds and he throws it right past the camera. I'm like, all right, put the phone away, done. And then later on that night, I get a little reminder. And so I just clip out that one second of him going like this and the football flying right into the camera. Yeah. I said, done. It's one second. And that gets that gets mixed in there with all the rest of them. And if you were to do something like that with your kids every day, you're going to get something that is watchable quickly. Mm-hmm. Not a whole sport football game. But maybe that kind of a thing is. Phil, is that's a, a, that's a great idea. That's a, that's a great idea. And it doesn't require a whole lot of effort on the, the part of whoever's doing the recording. So it's, it's, you know, it's like really. practical and, and meaningful. If it comes to the end of the day and you miss something, just say good night, kids, or whatever. Yeah. Just good night, Dad. If you miss a day, no big deal. But sure. you, if you get into the habit of doing that over time, it's worth it. So I'd recommend checking that out. One second every day is that particular one. There's probably others, but that idea is pretty cool. Man, I feel like we've covered a lot of ground tonight. I think we have. This is fun. I, this is a, it's a good <laughs> show. With you. Um, I want to get, hopefully we can do this a little more often, but yeah. you know, life is life and is what it is. Camera dad. So thank you. Thank you for taking the time. This has been fun. Yeah. And thank you to everyone who's listening. Um, we'd love to have uh, your thoughts on this. If you want to leave comments uh, on wherever you find this, if you're watching the YouTube version or if it's on the website, um, we'd love to hear your thoughts on video as it relates to parenting video of your kids. I don't know, whatever you want to talk about. We'll talk your tell us your thoughts on digital frames if you want. We'll take it all. So, does that about do it? Thank you. All right. It's been fun. All right. See you, next time. See you later.